This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I'm Emma and I'm Mina and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust and you're listening to Pollyhood. <laughs> Greetings and a massive kia to each and every one of you, whatever corner of this globe you're tuning in from. I'd like to welcome you to the Polyhood Show 96.9 Plains FM. You're here with Sam Sefer Antia, here to take you into the weekend. Uh, how are you going? I'll ask, oh, we'll start with you, Tia. How are you doing, bro? Not too bad, bro. Not too bad. It's good to be here with you, too. You, Jay? Yeah, good. I was. Um just a little sad from last weekend in terms of the Rugby League World Cup and what's going on. Oh, I almost well, well, erased that from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what, happened, what happened again? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? What, we got a fresh 60 nil. Oh. No. If you turn it upside down, it's 90. <laughs> it's 90 to use. Now, you know what I did after that game? Because I, I, st- I waited the whole night to watch that game in yes. the morning. Yeah. And then at the end of that game, I went and I watched the replay of Samoa beating Australia in 2011. <laughs> Just so that I wouldn't go to sleep angry. <laughs> Tia, who's front of mind for you to win the Rugby League World Cup? Honestly, I have not been watching. Um, I just saw um, PNG play uh, Tonga. Play Tonga today. Yeah. Tonga pulled it around, um, pulled it up around the end. So um, yeah, I just finished watching um, Tonga. Um, Tonga's game from last year against Australia. Mm-hmm. Man, one of mm. the best World Cup games <laughs> I've ever watched. Eh? Um, but yeah, I'd 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 say either. Oh, I'll have to say Te Kiwi for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Tonga are sleepers this year, man. Fun little fact about PNG is that rugby league is uh, their uh, what is it? Their main sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the only country in the world where rugby league is the main sport in oh. the country. <coughs> and when um, uh, the Tonga game against PNG, that was the first time Tonga beat uh, have beaten PNG. Wow. So, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Little facts for you guys. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> good game, man. On today's show, we are continuing the series that we've got going with uh, Folly Dojo. So, yeah, with one more episode after this, but please tune in and we'll see you back after this. Is someone in your family suffering from diabetes, heart disease, or respiratory illness? Contact our nurses at Tangata Atumotu Trust and we will arrange for in home support. Call us on 0800 Bus Speaker. That's 0800. 727-434 or contact us through our website tat.org.nz that's tat.org.nz Jenny, it would be interesting to hear from you your experience was there a lot of like wrestling schools where you're from uh, when, as opposed to New Zealand that has almost nothing I guess. no there, there really wasn't um I had a strange beginning in that uh, I had never been away from home, not a lot of self-confidence, low self-esteem, right? So, you know, believing in yourself is a must with anything that you tackle if you want to succeed. Um, I, through the mid-90s, was always reaching out. uh, And they'd said, yeah, we can start training you. And it just, I'd talk myself out of it, whatever the situation 
I'd never been away from home. How, how am I going to live in Philadelphia, 3,000 miles from home? Oh, oh, okay, thank you. You know, and I just thought, oh, you know, hey, you know, be careful what you wish for. But when that fire was still burning, and uh, Billy Jack Haynes, he was a very established uh, pro in Portland, and he'd been all over, right? Uh, WWE everywhere. He had a radio show, and I caught it somehow, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I thought, I called and I just pleaded my case. Listen, you know, I'm five foot five. I'm half the size of the guys out there, but they also have a junior heavyweight division. And I said, this is what I want to do. This is always what I've wanted to do. And he's like, hold on through commercial break. And when they went off the air, he's like, hey, man, give me your number. And uh, I'm going to call you when I get off the air. You know, keep talking or whatever. So I just trained with a pro that I chased after in a in a way online um but there was no schools at that time nothing certainly that was publicized i don't the internet wasn't even around in 96 or it was but in the very infancy stages yeah so through the years after they'd pop up all over and it was just watered down because everybody thinks they know how to do it and that's where you get cosplay wrestling you know, it's like what me and my cousins were doing in grandma's basement when we were 14. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know how to do it, you play Let's Pretend. So that's what you're meaning by cosplay? Yeah, is and that's, you know, so, but, you know, I learned from Billy, who was an established <clears throat> hard, hard pro, a territory wrestler, and it was cutthroat. And then after Billy, Matt Bourne took me under his wing, who was another even more established. You know, Matt was the original mm -hmm. doink. The clown, yeah, um, and wrestled all over the territories, and you know they they taught me well once they understood that I had the passion. Because I remember Matt just looking at me, and he's like, "It's in your blood, isn't it?" I just looked at him, nod. He goes, "Yeah, you're gonna be all right." And then he'd always do the throw the punch at me and slap his, but he'd actually crack me in the. <laughs> Why you slap yourself? <laughs> Just lay it in. You'll get. You'll hear the sound of the flesh smacking. You don't need that. I was like, taste a little blood on that one. Yeah, I will be all right. <laughs> Every time he'd do that, but oh, oh. <laughs> realizing that his timing is off because he's landing a couple of those. Damn it. But um, yeah, I just pleaded my case. I wish I had that tape. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought of that in a, a good long while. So, yeah. How about um, you, Fale? Um It would be good to hear, because you used to you went to Japan, and then after that you sort of got into wrestling. What was the journey through uh, through that route for you? Uh, 2008, I was, uh, my contract had run out from rugby, and I think the economy was down... Yes. all over the world during that time. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me to find another rugby team because nobody was hiring it. And and I, I had a, a year left on my visa, so uh, I was trying to find another team, couldn't find one. And then the friend of mine, who was actually a sumo wrestler, uh, he was just leaving sumo and he was going to go and try out for wrestling. And he heard about me trying to stay in Japan. And he asked me, do you want to try out with me? And uh, we can go together. I said, yeah, let's go. Let's go try it out. So I, I flew to Tokyo and did the tryout. And five days later, they called me and said, <coughs> you know, you made it. <laughs> I had no idea what it was going to be like. I thought it was going to be 
Because when I was playing rugby, I complained about everything, trainings. <laughs> trainings a day, I hated it, right? You know, I was here, I was living this my rugby dream, but I wasn't enjoying the, the trainings because it was so hard. And me and my bright idea was, let's go do wrestling because it's easier. But then, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how the wrestlers reacted. When I went into wrestling, then I realized this is 100 times harder than when it was when I was playing rugby because one is in rugby you can actually hide be t behind your teammates and have a rest where in wrestling you're in the ring and everybody's looking at you and you have nowhere to hide so you have to train extra so so in rugby I, I had to train three times a day in wrestling I ended up training the whole day <laughs> yeah just to get to that fitness level where I can survive for 10, 20 minutes in the ring. What position were you real quickly? Uh, <coughs> I, I, my last position was number eight, but mm. I started at the uh, wing. Exactly, Same as me. Yes. I, was, uh, I was a fullback, moved to centre, and now I'm in the forts. This <laughs> <laughs> is something funny. Most islanders, right, we start off at the wing and work our way to number <laughs> the top three, number the last, right? But what about the Fijians? They put on oh, weight, but man. they still stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I'm the opposite of you. I started at eight, <laughs> way to three. <laughs> so, yeah. At least in the forge, you can sort of, you know, as you said, hide, like, yeah. your breather in yeah. the rocking. <laughs> exactly. So, getting into wrestling, it's, it's not like that because, you know, people pay to come and see you perform. They don't pay to come and see you rest in the ring. No. <laughs> You know, same as, as boxing, or you, you don't come in there and see a, a fighter going, no, I'm resting. No, fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good segue onto what we want to talk about for uh, now. We want to talk about the actual wrestling and the actual, and um, the and the being a wrestler from now on. Yes. Uh, I think the first thing we want to talk about, the thing that I really love most about wrestling, what got me intrigued in it, was the the promos and the and the talking the the trash talk between wrestlers the building of a feud um how important is it you know i've asked this to mark before how important is it to have good mic skills be able to talk and project yourself it's very important but at the same time for example myself i'm not a good talker because you know i speak tongan i speak english i speak japanese and it's hard for me to come up with a promo because my mind is running it in different languages. So if I try and come with a promo on the fly, I slip because a Japanese word will come out or a Tongan word will come out. So in, in a sense, it's important to, uh, to, to say it in the right way, slow it down, <laughs> but at the same time, for me, I have, if, if I do make those mistakes, I still have to be real, real about it because English is not my first language. So if I pretend that English is my first language and I make a mistake, then people are going to know, ah, oh, fake. Right? Yeah. So if I if I do a promo and it, and it slips up and I'm authentic about it because I can't speak English uh, like everybody else, then people still believe it because I'm being myself. So it's very important. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean... Uh through the decades as I grew up it really became a focal point but um, it's kind of gotten 
what would you say? Fake. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, you're you're putting on an act. Yeah. And that's not people aren't coming to see you put on an act. If you're not going to go out there and fight, you're not going to make any money mm. for the for yourself or for the company. Mm. So everybody, so many young people want to be wowsy bowsy and have the one-liner because The Rock had the one-liner. <laughs> but that that was Dwayne Johnson being himself and turning it up. Yeah. That's not Dwayne Johnson putting on an act. He can mm -hmm. do that just like I can do my little alter ego, my voices. That's not me putting on an act. I just become some goofy thing in my head that I do. Um, you've got to mean what you say. And you don't have to have a bunch of fancy words and phrases. It's just your way of saying that next Saturday when I get you in the ring, you better be prepared to fight for your life. Right? However you say that, and if it captivates the audience, you're there. There's been guys that yell and scream, and there's been guys like Nick Bockwinkle that used big words and never raised his voice. He was the most hated man, and the softer <laughs> and the clearer that he spoke, more <clears throat> eloquently, and would just say, well, the plebeians at ringside wouldn't understand what I'm talking about, but as your world champion, you'll see. And the people hated him even more for it. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Never raised his voice. Didn't have to. If he did, you paid extra attention because, oh my gosh, we got under Bachwinkle's skin, you know, for example. So, it's got to be you, and if it's an act, this was never an act. And certainly won't be that November 11th. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I it. See, yes. you see that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, well, your, what's your kind of... Um, what, what draws you to a good good promo for you? Because I, I also know that like UFC, boxing, even um, other forms of combat, like to get a massive draw behind them, they kind of have to like say what they're going to do and put it out there uh, what for you makes a good promo yeah I think uh, you can genuinely tell like someone that's putting on an act and then someone who's you know pretty much um, what's it called how would you say heightening heightening themselves like mm. to another mm. really extending themselves a little bit further like I'm talking like this now, but when I play basketball, I talk a whole <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. But man, I really rub it in to the point where it gets quite personal. Um, that's just me. <laughs> but that's to me. That's like the guys know. Like when I'm in the zone, like I'm in the zone. Like I'm I'm there to play. I'm there to win. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. And if I do lose, I'm a sore loser. You know what I mean? It's not my fault. <laughs> so, yeah, and then it becomes, it's not my fault, it's my team member's fault. But, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, when I used to watch guys like, you know, Austin and The Rock, that particular period when, you know, a lot of promos were coming out, um, I was like, wow, you know, I was really fascinated. But then watching The Rock's interviews and hearing his, um, you know, his, what's it, uh, his members, uh, his friends from Miami and, you know, from university and that sort of stuff, talk about him as well and then said man this guy like that was just him hiding his personality <laughs> even more that's what he's really like yeah. when he's when he was playing on the field you know playing football on the field he'd talk a lot of trash and all he did was just take that and mm. put it into the wrestling 
but he really meant every single mm. word. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've had to turn it down sometimes because sometimes I go too personal. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been told off by Tox about that. There was one time when we had a wrestling match and Tox said, turn it up because we want to see this guy. We just want to see what he's like and just get a little bit out of him. And I went too far. Um, I went quite personal. So I'm like, that, I'm that guy. So what's too far? Do you like talk about their family? Like, no. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't actually talk about his family. Like I, I actually talked about, because I knew what his insecurities were. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I went to that extent because we were trying to get something out of him. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> he literally slapped me so hard on my face. And I looked and I was like, and I looked and then Tox was like, stop. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the? I was gobsmacked. I don't know what's coming after that. But then, yeah, but then he cried afterwards and he apologized. Like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to slap you. I was like, no, nah, it's all good, man. That's what we're trying to evoke. We're trying to evoke that other person that's in there. Because it's in, like Islanders, it's in us. You know, we can talk. But living in this country, you know, and this is the number one thing that Israel talks about as well, is that tall poppy syndrome. Like, mm. it's not cool. To um, you know, to, to feel confident and talk about your achievements, um, or put it out there that you know it, it's it's not cool at all. So we've been taught, nah, just be humble, you know, just and which we are. But there's also a time and place for that, you know. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 a difficult one, you know. Um, mm. Whereas where New Japan is pretty good, like in that sense, because the guys when they talk, they just it's coming from here, and you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> As when you mm. when you watch WWE, you can so tell they're, they're probably reading like a like a TV screen going, "Yeah, man, I'm coming for you." Besides the eyes like pointing that way, <laughs> you, can, you can you can see it. It's not yeah. them. It's definitely not them. The example you gave us does that did that happen during um, one of the courses or the? Yeah, it did actually. Um, so it happened in 2018. So so it's not like a smack talk section. No, um, <laughs> because this guy that we were training with, we know that he's got a lot of potential, but he just that day he just wasn't himself. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we were trying to evoke something out of him, and he still wasn't, um, you know, coming to the party or expressing himself a little bit more. So we stopped. Talks told me, just try to evoke a little bit more. But then me, I took it to another extreme. It's either like, on okay. or off a. Yeah, so I took it to another extreme and I went and I targeted his insecurities. I, you know, I talked about how fat he was. I was like, come on, fatty, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I was like, come on, come on, come on, pop chop. Like, yeah. you know, and then come on, pop. <laughs> Whack. And I was like, and this guy's hand, it's not the most skinniest of hands. It's like real chunky. Yeah. So it was like, bang. And as soon as I got the slap, I was like, and then he stopped it straight away. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marcus, coaches, we gotta stop it. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time too, I knew how to control myself because, you know, there's one thing to hide, like come, your personality comes out, but it's also you can't live that personality 24 hours of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets tiring. So I only just switch it on when I'm in the ring. But when I'm out, then I'm real mellow. Yeah, I thought you meant that he slapped you in, in a match and then cried about that. I said, what kind of wrestlers is going to cry about slapping you in a match? If I would have slapped you in the match, I would have quickly followed up with a drop kick to your face. <laughs> so, yeah, nah, it was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely evoked. And then after that day on, he pretty much, yeah, was 
was all sweet from there. Yeah. <laughs> had to go to extreme measures to to pull that out of certain people. I did, like that kind of leans perfectly into what we want to talk about next, and that's um, just the whole heel and face thing. Uh, watching wrestling growing up and watching it today, there's kind of a, a mix where it's really like there's a mix where there is really good heel versus face, but then it's then it becomes kind of mixed because it's all about the athleticism and the sport of wrestling, yeah. which is cool. And it's it's kind of it's mixed now, mm-hmm. but we do have the the hard out faces and the actual heels. Mm-hmm. Just wondering if you guys um, like what's your favorite uh, heel or face to play? Um, what are their jobs? Just for our people listening, because they they will get to they'll come across these terms, heel and face. Um, mm-hmm. We'll s- start with Tox because. I look at him and I already I see his heel. Yeah, actually that that is my job. Yeah. My job is to be a monster and don't give a damn about anything and just destroy everybody in the ring. So I consider myself a heel, um, and people see me as a heel because it has to be real like we talked about earlier mm. if it's not real people are not going to support you uh, for example you got a who, uh, Roman Reigns in uh, America who for years tried to be a nice guy and nobody really liked him and then now he's being himself just being natural now people love him but he's a heel right but mm. what what would, what I'm saying is you got to be natural and you got to accept how the people see you uh, and uh, as a wrestler or fighter, you you look at the fighting game. Who why who why do you support Muhammad Ali? Why do you hate Joe Fraser? Right? Because Muhammad, Muhammad Ali is articulate with what he says. Nobody's gonna hate him because for that you're gonna love him because he the way he portrays himself. Joe Fraser was just uh, nobody's gonna be. Oh, I wanna cheer for you because no. Right, same thing in wrestling. And a lot of these boxers learned that from wrestling too. And I, I see may, maybe up until the, the early 2010s in UFC also, you really had babies and heels, mm, right? Yeah. And you could tell, oh man, this is going to be a good fight because this guy's an ass. You know what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this guy is such a, a, a nice guy. And you'd see that, but these days it's very hard because it's just like in wrestling, it's mixed. You don't know who to cheer for, who to boo, because they're doing the same thing. It's it's very difficult to differentiate. But the the heel and baby for us in our business is is very important because mm. people want to come in there and feel like they want to support this guy or they want to boo this guy. You don't want to come in there and just... Uh, I don't want to cheer for both because I like that guy more, but everybody's cheering for this guy because he looks cooler. Um, It's very important. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samu dance classes each Thursday at 11am. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Tia, because you've joined us for the show, we, we're actually going to speak to you on the dose, which is uh, after the weekend, which is awesome. But uh, because we this podcast is on wrestling, what would be your wrestling finisher? 
<laughs> yeah. um, I actually had one when I was a kid. It was called the Huntinator. Oh, <laughs> it was called the Huntinator. Yeah, it was kind of like um, it was kind of like a mix between um, a mix between the FU and um, a, a Five Star Frog Splash. What? I know. Wow. <laughs> I, I was like, it's confusing. I was running the FU in my head. I was like, yeah. And then he's like, it's in the frog splash. And I'm like, where would you put the frog splash? You flip them around <laughs> over your shoulder as you jump. And then as they're falling, you do the little jump thing. <laughs> I used to do it with my life-size Spider-Man when I was um, 12 years old. But anyways, it's called the Huntinator. Um, revolutionary move. Oh my god. Yes, that does sound pretty hard yeah. out. Chain wrestling at its best. Yeah, <laughs> Gymnastics. Wow. Thank you for joining us on the show. We do encourage you to join us for episode three, where we end it with Fale Dojo. And also, tickets are still on sale for Tamashi. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, eventfinder.co.nz. Uh, and you'll also find um, a link through the Fale Dojo uh, Facebook page and website. Uh, so yeah, again, uh, family come through. It is on the tenth of November, so uh, during the holidays, uh, long weekend. So come on and support. Uh, we have local talent and also wrestlers from America and uh, Japan coming over. So um, as we we're saying uh, before, uh, this is something that you know we never get in Christchurch. You know, anything that comes to New Zealand, we it usually comes to Auckland or Wellington. So. Um, if there's definitely a, a, a shelf support here, then uh, New Japan are definitely looking at uh, future events. So, yeah, if you're a wrestling fan um, and you've never been to one, this is a prime time to come and have a look. Yeah, if you don't come, you got to get the hunter needle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want that, mate. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Have an awesome week from Sam and I. Polyhood. That was Polyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.